What's up, guys? So we talked about being organized versus disorganized or even obsessed about finances last time. I am going to be talking through some of these areas of finances that are good, like indicators of how you're doing or how you're, you know, doing financially as a person, kind of like financial health indicators. It would be another way of looking at it that can be really good things to look at to gain awareness of yourself and where you're at and how you're doing and using your finances as a tool to live, you know, an ideal life like we all want to do. So the one that the topic that I wanted to talk about today is kind of a, I guess it can be, this might be a little bit of a dicey topic in today's world. I don't want to, I don't mean for it to be offensive at all, but I'm going to kind of go with like a traditional sort of view of things. I'm just going to talk about like the two basic scenarios I know of. I'm not going to get into all the other stuff to try to kind of keep things simple. So what I wanted to talk about today is how you're doing money as a couple, if you're married, and I'm going to go more into that and then talk about like what that might look like and how that's can be a good indicator or a bad indicator of some problems and finances are such a great measuring kind of KPI measuring stick of how things are going. So along those lines, I think just breaking down like what might be some possible examples of this, you could be on one end of the spectrum where it's like completely separate finances as a couple. So I am using this traditional definition of like you're married, husband, wife, tied the knot, two became one, like until death do us part. Like that's kind of where the example I'm using today is based off of. If you're not, if you don't believe that it's all good, like, but if you're kind of not on the same page with that, or you have a different version of that, like these, some of these things might not apply in your situation, but just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going with that kind of version of a couple. And so when you're married and your husband, wife, um, to become one, there's a lot of different ways, you know, we start doing finances when we're a couple, like a common way of doing it is having separate finances. On the other end of the spectrum is like we're combining finances and everything's together. So the separate finances is, in my opinion, the wrong way to do things. It's an unhealthy way to do things as a couple because it's ripe for like hiding things. And even if you're not hiding things, it's ripe for like lack of trust and skepticism and questioning of the other side. It's just anytime stuff is like, not as transparent, it will breed mistrust. Transparency breeds trust. And then the opposite is true. If you're opaque, there you're going to have less trust. And so I think that's a problem. Sometimes we stumble into without realizing it, you know, just having separate finances. There's a lot of good reasons you could come up with to have separate finances too. Like, for example, like I don't, the most common reason I hear people say is like, I want to have some I want to be able to surprise my spouse with some purchases or I want to be able to have some, a little bit of money to where I don't have to like answer to, or I want to have allowance kind of thing where I don't, maybe I'm like a big spender and I want to kind of keep myself in check. Those are probably the most common things. Or maybe I just haven't gotten around to combining finances. Those can all be reasons for doing that. But I think ultimately in the long haul, it does start to cause problems or it, puts you in a much higher risk of problems developing. And it is definitely the opposite direction of two become one. 
that's like two remain two with your finances. So I have run into many, many examples of this in my work with families. I'm not going to share. I have to be careful. I'm not going to share personal stories, but I can share some like um, very much adjusted examples of this to where it's not, you would never be able to tell who I'm talking about. One example of this, I have come across this more than a few times, unfortunately, but where there is some hidden stuff going on with one spouse, a pretty large debt from some stuff that they regret doing. And they have like, the fact that their finances are so separate or, you know, not transparent has kind of like allowed them to, or it's made it easier for them to hide this thing that they don't really want to address in the first place. And so I have had super awkward conversations before where I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to tell them like, if I'm going to be a part of this, it's kind of have to (laughs) keep things open and honest. And it's like, it becomes a major problem. And you can imagine if you have like something you regret and even a little thing, like you have a bad habit or whatever. I mean, those kinds of things, when you have separate finances, it doesn't make it easy to get over those. Like you're ripe for continuing to do those things. And I think you have to kind of bite the bullet on that. Like, so for example, if I'm talking to this person and they're like, okay, I'm willing to open things up to my spouse. And then you have kind of like some secrets or something. You can come up with a pretty tactful or, you know, loving way to approach this with your spouse and say, you know, I've had this thing that I regret and I've been really uncomfortable with sharing it with you. But, you know, because I'm because I love you and because to become one, like I want to build our relationship and I believe this and I want to become more transparent. I feel like it's best to share it with you. And they're going to be like, by this time, like, what in the world are you going to? And so you say, I did this thing that was dumb and I lost some money and here's the story. Once you get it over with, typically it's, that's the hard part and it's better afterward. But, um, transparency, I think is key and sharing and, you know, owning things is, is huge on the other end of the spectrum, having completely combined finances allows you that pretty much it sets you up. Now you you can, this doesn't this isn't guaranteed to happen, of course, but like it sets you up on a path of much greater like accountability and transparency or much, there's less temptation to hide those sorts of things. If they come up, there's going to be a little bit more openness. It's going to, it's just those kinds of things don't happen as often. Some other examples I've seen along these lines is I think with infidelity, like that has brewed or continued longer because finances were separate. And had they been combined, I think it would have come to light sooner or maybe wouldn't even happened at all. But the fact that they were separate, it was like much easier to have like strange. I mean, when you have like dinner out or something and your spouse sees it and they're like, I, what is that? I thought you were on a work trip in Phoenix and you did, I see a thing for dinner out and, this city like what the heck's that that's either fraud or like something's going on so your finances like i said they say a lot about what's going on and it's much much better to have transparency and come you know openness and when you're a couple like that all right so that's what i want to talk about today 
we're gonna we're gonna talk about oh i had one more thing so one other thing i wanted to throw out along the lines of like working with your spouse and being more transparent and combined i think a good action item would be to have like a financial date night as awesome and cool as that sounds i know you're like man can't wait to have a financial date night i don't love having i don't love talking about finances on date nights but like you can do it on the 10 minutes at the beginning or something like that just make it quick but the idea is to so the first point i talked about before this show was getting organized and so typically one spouse kind of takes the responsibility of that and so the idea of the date night is to be kind of like giving your quick state of the union plus having some conversation around finances that are some important topics or whatever so like with my wife and i we might be like let's have a quick conversation about this these major purchases that we're thinking about and let's decide what the priority order is and which one we want to do and by the way here's what our financial position looks like at this point in time i'm normally the one sharing that she's normally the one like talking about major purchases that's just kind of our routine that's all i got for today look forward to catching up next time we're going to be talking about values which is one of my favorite topics Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting. You can find more info about us at www.renfinancial.com.